1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. I am broadcasting from Nashville, Tennessee, where there are more Californians than in Los Angeles. That was a joke. But it is a joke that makes a point. The number of people who have moved to Nashville from California, and I presume from other states that have disdain for liberty, is quite remarkable. It is really a, a hub now of intellectual activity. Daily Wire moved here. In fact, I'm here to do a Daily Wire event tonight with Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro, and the wonderful guys who do so many of the podcasts for Daily Wire. They expect 3,000 people. I mean, that's that's a serious event, to say the least. And oh, look at that. Yes, I can look at you. Or maybe basically look at me. Yeah, that is better. I would agree with that. So Nashville is truly on the map, as they say. I've always loved Nashville. Nashville changed my life. I don't know if I ever told this story. I was 21 years old, and I had already begun lecturing because of my my trip to the Soviet Union and work with dissidents and Jews in the Soviet Union. Came back to the United States, I was at the Russian Institute at Columbia University, so places booked me to speak about what it was like in the Soviet Union and what it's like for Jews in the Soviet Union and for anyone who wanted to leave and have freedom. Anyway, my first—I'd grown up in New York City. Obviously, I had been abroad— studied that whole year in England I went to North Africa for a few weeks during Christmas vacation as it was then called and should be called to this day went to the Soviet Union came back to the United States when you grow up in New York you have the belief that New York is the center of the world that is that is it's a given it's it's not even necessary to say it's it's just like it's like a given sort of like, I guess, in Idaho we produce potatoes. It's a given. People don't have to talk about it a lot. So my first lecture outside of the Northeast, outside of the New York City area, was in Nashville, Tennessee. I was very excited to go. And I had a New Yorker's view of the South, Maybe a lot of sweet people there, but, you know, they're not with it. They're not sophisticated like us New Yorkers, et cetera, et cetera. I came to a city, saw saw a beautiful city, beautiful homes, beautiful people who were at least as sophisticated, in fact, in my opinion, more so than the uh, than most of the people I had known in New York. And then I realized I had been sort of bluffed my whole life It's not the center of the world. It is the people there are not worldly. New Yorkers thought of themselves as the worldliest people, the most cosmopolitan people. It turns out that they were far more, what's the word? What's the opposite of worldly? Uh, Insular, insular, yes, insular, perfect. (laughs) Insular, that's right. They were the, uh, not, not, of course, not every New Yorker, but in general. And n- Nashville is when I realized, oh my God, I can have nice people, courteous people, and beautiful places to live. And I don't, I didn't have any money, just beautiful. Can't say that New York City is beautiful, and that's uh, Nashville did it. Nashville awakened me, took a day to the understanding that there are great places in this country. It isn't flyover country, it's terrific country. So anyway, that is why I am here, and another story that reveals the The cheating that is enabled by having trans women compete against biological women just came out. A story in Daily Mail. Trans woman 29 beats girl 13 to first place in women's skateboarding. A 29-year-old trans woman beat a 13-year-old girl to win first place in a women's skateboarding competition in New York. Ricky Trez who was born male, but who now identifies as a woman, won the Border, border Open or Board Open. They have, they have a lot of typos in Daily Mail. A street skateboarding contest that's open to all participants at all skill levels, which is split into male and female contests. Trez, who hails from Los Angeles, won the women's title on a prize of $500, while 13-year-old Shilo Katori of Tampa, Florida, came in second, taking home $250. Out of the six competitors, four were under the age of 17, including a 10-year-old girl who came in fifth. The news appeared to irk fellow skateboarder Taylor Silverman, who, as a woman, revealed how she has come in second place several times in recent competitions, having been beaten by trans women. Yeah, is that clear? So this female skateboarder, Taylor Silverman, she's come in second several times being beaten by biological males who are uh, cheats. If you here, – here is a great test of the moral compass of anyone in your life. Do you consider a trans woman, a biological man – competing against females and winning cheating that's it that's it just just ask that question if they say no it's not cheating it's fair there is no reason for further dialogue just if it's a relative just be nice move the discussion on to uh, how uh, uncle fred is doing that's 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 it it, it it there is you have nothing in common. If you can't call a man who says he's a woman who who wins against girls a cheat, you have you have a broken moral compass. You you there's little hope for you in the moral realm, and you may be a very nice and sweet person. There are sweet people with broken moral compasses. These are the the liberals who vote for the Democrats. There are hundreds, a hundred million of them in the country. But this is so obvious. I have been in three different contests with trans women, two of whom, two of which I placed second. Silverman wrote in an Instagram post. She this is a born woman. She's what they call cisgender. She actually identifies with her biological sex. Told how in one competition organized by Red Bull, the transgender winner won thousands of dollars. This totaled $5,000 of the prize money meant for female athletes, Silverman noted. I'll tell you, if Silverman put up a, fund me, a GoFundMe page, I would send money. Since that time, she has used her social. The Silverman lost to trans skater Lillian Gallagher. Since that time, she has used her social media presence to campaign for the preservation of women's athletics by calling for competitions to revert to women competing against other biological women, and men competing against biological men. I reached out to Red Bull, and was ignored. That's perfect. is there is there a company that promotes decency in this in this i mean just simple ethical decency in this country yes, small companies Is there a big company? I am sick of being bullied into silence. What happened was unfair, and at the time, I was too uncomfortable to speak up. I understand that in today's society, even some women think this is acceptable, but I believe in doing the right thing, even if it's not the popular thing. I now realize it's really important to me to speak up, and I'd like to schedule a time to talk. Good. I wouldn't mind having Taylor Silverman on the show. Let's reach out to her. Let's give her a voice. We want to promote the courageous. Again, I ask you to ask a friend or relative in the sweetest way you can because they're very easily triggered people on the left. Just say, I'm curious, do you think it's cheating when a biological man who identifies as a woman wins competitions against biological women? That's it. 1-8 Prager 776. I'm Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. Rising interest rates, stock volatility, out-of-control inflation. People are concerned about what the future holds financially. This is Dennis Prager for AmFed Coin and Bullion. There's no better time than the present to move a portion of your IRA into precious metals. Gold and silver IRAs are more popular than ever, and dealers are advertising heavily for your business. You should know there's a right and a wrong way to set up your precious metals IRA. Mistakes could cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars in IRS fines. Nick Grovit. Man, I completely trust. Owner of Amfed Coin & Bullion has agreed to send you a concise report about how to set up your IRA and how to get the best bang for your buck. Nick and his team will be happy to help you set up your precious metals IRA or review your current account. Call Amfed Coin & Bullion, 800-221-7694 for your free IRA report and all your precious metals needs. AmericanFederal.com. That's AmericanFederal.com. Hi, everybody. I want to remind you that Salem has a remarkable movie out. It's a documentary. It's titled The, the Matter of Life. And it's, of course, about abortion. It's a more, an award-winning film. exposes the real issue surrounding the issue of the unborn, the matter of life. You can stream it at SalemNow.com. If you care about this issue, as so many of you do, this is a movie you won't want to miss. That's SalemNow.com, and the movie to be streamed is titled The Matter of Life. A powerful film, and I welcome you back. So I was talking to you about the issue of the transgender cheats, that's all they are, these men who compete against women, they have no problem if they want to identify as a woman, it's their business. It is my business whether they're cheating in winning competitions. The whole notion of women's sports is rendered absurd if men who say that they're women can compete against them. it's rare in life that i think one question can tell you so much about a person i mean i'll give you an example i'm i'm very pro capital punishment i've made the argument in print and on radio and in speeches many times i will do it again but not today but i i don't make a whole bunch of assessments about a person who differs with me on capital punishment. I differ with them, I we, we we make our arguments and and then we can have a coffee. But if you deny that women are being cheated when a biological male competes against them, there are so many bad things that position says about you that the issue is far larger than just the issue of the men who identify as women cheating. There's a combination of moral incompetence on your part and cowardice. and In some cases, it's both. In some cases, it's more one than the other. People are afraid to take on the woke, and so they simply adopt it. Now here is the interesting truly interesting news that I is a it's really new to me and uh, it concerns this issue which may turn out to be a very difficult one for the left to sustain. I read an 11,000 word piece in the New York Times for this show it was just printed two weeks ago the battle over gender therapy and since the issue is of great concern to me I decided to to read it and it was informative it, it, it was it, it was not a propaganda piece as such even though the New York Times wrote it or published it, and it, it was it was more pro-intervention with kids, you know, surgeries and hormonal treat hormone treatments than against it, but it it, it, it described to a certain extent both sides, only a certain extent but that's not my point at all so many New York Times readers apparently read the piece despite its length and I would like to read to you some of the comments I went to the comments I uh, many of you don't read comments on pieces Uh, I do almost always, if it's a contentious piece or a piece on a contentious subject. Remember, in order to comment at the New York Times, you have to be a subscriber to the New York Times. So overwhelmingly, these are people, left or liberal, who are writing in. And the most popular comment, you can you can list the comments by popularity. The most compu- popular comment... Com- The most recommended, 2,926 recommended. That's a lot, okay? From E. Wood in Atlanta. Listen to what E. Wood wrote. I attended an art exposition at the high school my kids attend, and I was struck by the number of girls in that department. It is overwhelmingly female who have adopted gender-neutral pseudonyms, kids whose last names I recognize from their elementary school days. Then there are the friends and acquaintances of my kids, all female, who've adopted male names and pronouns, or who vacillate between he, him, and they, them, or he, them. Something is going on with teenage girls. And it's not because so many of them were closeted transgender. Well, first of all, E. Wood, I don't know if it's a man or a woman, E. Wood is absolutely right. I can read to you something from the, uh, the article itself. where it, uh, it speaks about how, here, there's one line in this 11,000-word article. Listen to this. Most of the young people today who come to clinics for treatment are affluent and white, live in progressive metropolitan areas, and have health insurance. This is the New York Times, buried in the middle of an 11... Sp- there are 22 pages in my Word document. I put them into Word, these do- these articles. Every article I read, I do. Because then I can mark them up and keep them. It's on page 12 of a 22-page <laughs> article. <laughs> I'm laughing. My producer is with me, and I... Uh, I wonder if he caught it because he he perused the piece, but uh, I caught it. Most of the young people today who come to clinics for treatment, that is who claim that they are the other sex, are affluent and white and live in progressive metropolitan areas and have health insurance. Now... You think that they are born transgender? Back in a moment. <music> towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the store, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at My Pillow found that out around 2006 and towels changed forever. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. And that happens to be true. I use them. They are all made with USA cotton and they come with the my pillow sixty day money back guarantee. six piece set, two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths regularly a hundred nine ninety nine now thirty nine ninety nine Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels, by entering the promo code PRAGER. Or call 800-761-6302 for these great radio specials. MyPillow.com, promo code PRAGER. I had no hand in choosing the highlights from film that make up the introductory music and words of that male-female hour on my show. So I can say it was
2: genius.
1: (laughs) In all these years, I still listen to each one of those and love them. Male-female hour comes to you every Wednesday on the Dennis Prager Show. It's the most honest talk about men and women in the media, of which I am aware. I... I always add that I don't claim to be aware of everything, and so much of what I have said over the years is, uh, is so is so accurate in terms of what we're experiencing today. Where I almost be- I begin almost every show by saying I'm not a man fan or a woman fan, which is one of the reasons I can run a good male female hour. And my belief, as you know that there are many wonderful men and wonderful women, and there are many awful men and awful women. Okay, so I'm going to get off, completely off the news issues and on to a non-news issue of male-female relations, which is what I usually do anyway. And this one concerns a subject that is near and dear to my heart, anything related to getting people married and making families i major advocate of so i am told so often when i ask a person that i meet are you married i have no problem in asking that of anybody and i will often get the answer well i have a significant other or i i have have a partner or boyfriend and how long? Oh, eight years. So I, I'm I'm always amazed at that. To be honest, do you both want it that way? Do you? If it, look, if both have no belief that there is significance to getting married, then obviously there's not an issue. At least vis a vis this the subject I'm raising today. There's still an issue, and that is, should people get married even if they are committed to one another outside of the marital bond? And I think the answer is absolutely yes, but that's not my subject. My subject is, if one of you, and it's usually the female, if one of you does want to get married, does giving an ultimatum sound like a good idea to you? That's my question. That's the subject of this hour. You love him. He loves you. He he doesn't believe in marriage. You do. Do you say, look, honey, I'm giving you the best years of my life because I love you and I love you so much I want to get married, but if you don't want to get married, I have to say, it does say something to me about how committed you are to me, and I would rather be your wife than your significant other. I would rather be your wife than your girlfriend. I would rather be your wife than your partner. So have you tried that, and did it work, especially if you said, so look. Why don't you think about it, and if you decide that you're still not going to marry me, I'm just going to have to try to find someone who will marry me. Does that work? Would you do it? Have you done it? What stops you from doing it? 1-8 Prager 776 877 I have a great answer to the guy who says, and it's usually the guy, not always. Oh, it's just a piece of paper. There's a very fine answer to it's just a piece of paper. And the answer to it is, if it's just a piece of paper, why don't you sign it? He doesn't believe it's just a piece of paper. That's the point. It's It's a dishonest answer. If the person you love, meaning you, the woman, wants to get married, and it means a great deal to her, and you think it's just a piece of paper, then why wouldn't you do what to her is infinitely more meaningful than just a piece of paper? Maybe she wants a wedding. Maybe she wants a public celebration of her marital status. Maybe she wants to be a wife. So, if it's just a piece of paper I in general believe that's that's my general theory about marriage in general, you do what is the one who thinks it's more important wants now it could be abused, but I'm not talking about it. I'm talking about it in normal situations he wants x, she wants y. But she wants Y much more than he wants X. Do Y. Or he wants Y a lot more than she wants X. Do Y. I apply. I have applied that to the sexual arena in marriage. But that's not the subject for today. If it means a great deal to one of you and it's no great price for the other, I don't know why the other wouldn't do it. Generally speaking. 877-243-7776. All right. Sean in Greer, South Carolina. Hello. Dennis, uh,
3: 1991, I had been with a woman for seven years. I was 27 years old. I uh, loved her to death, had a great time with her, and after seven years, she gave me an ultimatum. Now, she knew that I didn't plan on marrying until I was 30, but she gave me that ultimatum. Uh, the day she gave it to me, the following day, I had to go out, week, out, of, out of town for work for two weeks. And I told her I'd think about it. Well, she didn't like that response. And for two weeks, I thought about it, and after two weeks, I told her, I, I'm going to be a father, I'm going to be a family man. You know, when I get married, when I'm 30, and I always envisioned you to be that person. But now that I thought about it, you're never going to slow down. You're going to keep doing what you do now. You're going to be ripping and running, and you're never going to be the mother of my children. So I guess we should just end this. And tragically, uh, we, we broke up, and it wasn't pretty. It took her four months to actually convince herself to move out because there was, there was no back.
1: Uh, you broke up well you broke up Wait. i'm sorry you're breaking up there so it took her four months to to move out and then i lost you
3: right it took her four months to move out and it was just tragic you know i really loved the woman but by giving me an ultimatum it made me think about it you
0: know what i mean and
3: i thought about it. i said look i know i don't want i know i want to be a family man i want to have kids uh and i didn't see her well what why of my children. all
1: right Uh, In retrospect, you think you did the right thing?
3: Yes, I did. I did. The the funny thing was, after she moved out, she came back one day, and to be honest, she seduced me. She became the mother of my oldest child, unbeknownst to me, and I just met that child five years ago. That child was nine years old. She got pregnant when she came back that one time, and then she left my life, and then... For whatever reason, she never shared with me that the child was born. The child ultimately just contacted me five years ago, and I'm now establishing a relationship with her. And that child, of course, is now bringing me my second grandchild this week sometime.
1: Wow, what a story. Oh, my God, what a story. Everybody lives a soap opera. I'll have some comments in a moment. The American public is getting pinched right now. Terrible leftist policies like shutting down the Keystone Pipeline have you paying way more than you should for gas, which also raises the cost of your grocery bills. Hard to depend on government, but you can depend on Pure Talk. Because Pure Talk gives you four lines of talk, text, and data for just $64 a month. Four lines. It's only $16 a line. Believe it. Pure Talk saves the average family over $900 a year. I'm a customer, the 5G coverage, most reliable network in America, U.S. customer service, keeping jobs right here in America, and the CEO is a U.S. veteran. Stop giving your money to Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile and supporting their causes. Switch to Pure Talk. Just dial pound 250 and say Dennis Prager and get four lines for just $64 a month. And with Pure Talk's no-risk-money-back guarantee, you won't regret this. Dial pound 250 and say Dennis Prager.
2: He is now to be among you At the calling of your hearts.
1: Rest assured, this true is acting on his part The union of your spirits. everybody male female hour Dennis Prager show every Wednesday second hour I could probably talk to the guy who just called for a half hour I have so many questions but I want to take more calls the subject is giving an ultimatum if you've been seeing somebody for many years and one of one of you wants to get married usually the female and do ultimatums work? In his case, he says it didn't work. He was 27. They were right together eight years. He really loved her. And she said, uh, if we if we don't get married, then I'm leaving. And he decided not to get married to her. Because he said he wants to be a, a married man and a father and have a family, but only at, when he reaches 30. One of the questions I would ask him is, what the hell is magic about 30 you've been 8 years together at 27 she wants to get married and you have this what i think completely irrational commitment to the age of 30 what what if it were 29 so i don't i didn't understand that and i didn't understand how she seduced him, and that I do understand, but I don't understand how she seduced him, had a baby with him, and didn't tell him Did she ever get married, did her husband know that her baby was yours, or conceived by you, not yours, I mean, anyway, life is life. All right, let's see here. Uh, Sean is still there. I'm very tempted. Uh, well, I will. I, I Just answer me why 30 was not an irrational belief of yours.
3: Oh, it was completely irrational. I had to determine that after seeing my parents get divorced, that I wouldn't be committing to marriage because I was not going to get divorced, right? It was completely irrational, Dennis. The best
1: part oh, you was acknowledge I Wait until okay. I was...
3: I acknowledge it. I married when I was 30. That woman stayed with me seven years. She gave me another daughter and then left me after seven years. It served no purpose to wait till thirty, and obviously, me waiting till thirty didn't help me out with selecting the right woman, because she ended up. Oh, I'm very all right. Well,
1: I am. I'm very happy that I kept you on, (laughs) so you didn't call (laughs) to. You didn't call to say don't give an ultimatum. You you called to say I was given on and I should have listened to it.
3: I'm better off without the woman that gave me the ultimatum. Her life, as as the observation I made, is she was never going to be mother material, and I know her, and she's never slowed down, and she's not mother material. All right. So, all right.
1: So, why why would you have married her at thirty if you knew that?
3: Well, I, I apparently I wouldn't have married her at thirty because when I got the ultimatum at twenty seven, it opened my eyes, and I said, you know what, this isn't going to work.
2: <laughs> oh, and, all right.
3: And thirty was just an arbitrary number that I came yeah. up with as a young man in high school, saying I was never getting married until I was thirty all right. when I
1: feel- All right, I hear, I hear you. Okay, all right. I got to take more calls. Life is fascinating. Chiporos uh, in L.A. Hello.
4: Hi, how are you?
1: Hi, very I, well.
5: I am so passionate about this subject, you have no idea. First of all, True. I don't call ultim, ultimatums ultimatums. What I call them is I call them telling somebody what you want, and they can say what they want, and if it's not on the same page, then you move on. If you don't want what I want, and I don't want what you want.
1: Right. So together. instead so of ultimatum, the word is telling yeah. somebody what you want and moving on if they don't yeah. give it. It's it's yeah. a long word. Okay, I'm with you. Next. Okay. Next.
5: The, yeah. the value of marriage versus living together is very huge because living okay. together, you can live together all your life and not be obligated. One day you say you don't feel like it anymore, you move on. No, I I, I marriage, agree totally.
1: Marriage yes.
5: marriage is a commitment. Now what comes up I, is that the commitment is resistance, and when you do things in spite of your resistance, that's how you grow.
1: Okay, I'm with you. I, I I'm not, I'm not now making the case for marriage. It's the only reason I'm letting you go. We're, I, we obviously agree. I'm making, I'm making the case for a woman and a man who love each other. At a certain point, are saying, "I really do want to get married," and uh, if you love me, you'll marry me. I I don't know a single legitimate response to we've been together five years we're not kids and if you love me you'll marry me I don't know of a legitimate response to that that would deny that maybe there is I cannot I literally cannot think of one so that's. I uh, all right. Good girl. I know you are. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh, Michelle, Lansing, Michigan. Hello. Hello. Hi.
4: So, hi. Thank you for taking my call. I had been with my boyfriend for several years, and I got to the point that I was starting to hound him about marriage, and he was not not up for it. And finally, it occurred to me, I was approaching 40. He was just past 40 Neither one of us had married. I didn't know if we would have children. And finally, I said, you know what? I think I'm happier as your girlfriend than I've ever been in the past. And so as long as we are on the same page and working toward marriage, I want to remain your girlfriend. And he proposed, and we are coming up on eight years of marriage.
1: And the lesson to be learned, in your opinion, is...
4: Uh, be flexible, be respectful of your partner's uh, resistance. He His answer was to me that all the girls he had dated had always been so pushy and putting themselves first that he wanted to make sure that he was not going to commit to a relationship that he would have to eternally sacrifice. And when I gave the olive branch, it proved to him that I was the one.
1: Well, it just shows that not all rules are universally applicable. How- how long were you together when you said that?
4: That was about two years in, and we got
1: married. Oh, two year years. Oh, we, oh, okay, yeah. all right. Well, what would you have years said? Years, no. why would what would you have said if it was five years?
4: Oh, I would have walked away. We were married.
1: <laughs> you there mean you been, got married? You weren't married. No, no, no. What if you were not married and it was five years into into the relationship? Would you have given an ultimatum?
4: I definitely well, you, would have because I, yeah, I feel like uh, I gave uh, okay. two years.
1: Well, you didn't. You said it's great being your girlfriend. Don't don't bother marrying me.
4: I said as long as we're working toward marriage because I want to I want to be married. Uh-huh. I want to be married in my life.
1: I see. Oh, all right. So yeah. so it was it was a it was a middle road uh yeah uh, application. All right, thank you. All right. So it doesn't doesn't deny my rule, but it doesn't affirm it. But she would not have let it go on for a long time, so I'm curious Let's see is there anybody that's fascinating can't find anybody calling in saying it was a, it, it they lost the man because they gave an ultimatum that would be an interesting call back in a moment The Dennis Prager show <laughs> Female Hour, Dennis Prager here, every Wednesday, the second hour of the show. What do you think about giving your partner, usually a woman giving a man an ultimatum, they've been together, let's just say four years. It's a pretty long period of time. Honey, we love each other, and I want to get married, and for reasons I don't fully Understand you don't, so I just have to say, if we don't get married within a year, I'm I'm just going to have to find a man who does want to get married, and it'd be a heartbreak for me, but, and she won't say this, but I think it's fair to say, I don't, I still have not heard a response to the point, if you loved me, you'd marry me, it's simple, I'd like to know what the response would be. What a! a I want to know a rational response to that. All right, let's see here. Richard may not agree in Naples, Florida. Hi, hi Richard.
5: Hello, Dennis. Um, I would have to give an ultimatum back. Meaning? Meaning. Okay, so um, I've been with my girlfriend for three, little over three years now. Um, We got together after um, both of us have been married before. We've been actually married twice before, both of us. And she just got out of an ugly, you know, was an ugly, at that point, ugly relationship where he stole a lot of money and she ended up, uh, or from her, basically, had run up her credit cards. So um, I would have to say once you're financially secure and she has worked towards that, I'm kind of helping with that, um, then I would do that. But... I'm, you know, it, it's got to be where I've been in a situation in a, in my first marriage where it put me in a, a bind, you know, um, after being married for a while and then getting divorced and I don't want to be financially unsecure again.
1: All right. So you, you, your situation is different. It's not, you're just waiting for nothing to happen, just time to pass. You're waiting for for something to happen, a very specific thing, and then you say you'll marry her. Is that correct? Did I get you right?
5: Correct. If that if that ultimatum came down, I mean, we we've not really discussed getting married. We've always been we've been both been married twice. We're not like running into it.
1: Right, but, right. Um, and you, and obviously you're not going to have more children. So okay, so uh, I don't have an issue with what with what you're saying, and she probably doesn't have an issue either.
5: I would hope not. I
1: would hope not. All right. Fair enough. Thank you. Look, he's waiting for for financial problems that she's in to uh, ameliorate themselves. Uh, I mean, these could be serious problems having to do with with a divorce. We're not talking about marrying somebody who has some debts. And then, and of course, in such a case, even then, if they're enormous debts, that could be an issue. Okay. Very good. Uh, Steve in Chicago. Hello. How
2: are you doing, Dennis?
1: Well, thank you.
2: So, uh, my situation is I've been, I was married. I got divorced about, uh, nine years ago. I have two kids that are teenagers and I've been with this woman for now seven years and she was married twice before. And, um, on paper everything's perfect. You know, she's, she's beautiful, same religion, same politics. Um, but she drives me nuts and she is very, I guess my kids don't really mesh with her. And that's something that's, uh, part how does of she drive you? <laughs>
1: How does she drive you nuts?
2: <laughs> well, I guess she, she's high-strung.
1: Oh, okay, fine. Uh, her and, personality is, so her personality is difficult. So what does this have to do yeah. with the subject?
2: Well, What is the
1: connection we, to the ultimatum it, issue?
2: It's come to an ultimatum a couple times, and she's actually, we're still basically living together, but she now has her own house and uh you know it just it's come to a head and i'm i'm personally i'm at a crossroads where you know i guess part of me doesn't know if uh i'm I'm afraid to be on my own i guess but there's like part of me that knows um that feels like there's someone else out there that's better for me and i just don't know how to deal with it
1: well It sounds to me like there probably is, if she's driving you nuts. Let me put it to you this way. The problems that exist prior to marriage get worse, not better, after marriage. Good luck, my friend. Hello, my friends. I'm Dennis Prager. Great to be with you, and this is... Hour number three of my three hour show. I remind you it's a three hour show. And if you don't get all three hours and don't get to, or you would like to have another hour to send to somebody or hear again, Pragertopia is the answer. Pragertopia is a utopia with a Prager instead of a U. And you get to hear all the hours anytime you want. Send them to anybody you want. Keep them. Do whatever you want for $5 or $6 a month. It's really uh, close to free, and it's it's very good. I try to say things that will touch your life every hour. In fact, I try to every segment. I have a very strong moral view of my work on radio. If If you give me your time, I owe you something profound. That's how I look at it. I'm a big believer in obligation, in debt, in earning, and all these old-fashioned terms that are the only things that make a good society. I have a rare piece of good news about a university. Most universities in this country are awful, really awful. They're destructive. And I don't know if George Washington in general is destructive, George Washington University in Washington, D.C., but they did something good. From the College Fix, George Washington University will not cancel Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. The university will neither terminate Justice Thomas's employment nor cancel his class in response to his legal opinions. George Washington University Provost Christopher Bracy and Georgetown Law School Dean Dana Bowen Matthew stated in an email to the campus community... Oh, they should not use... The word community on College Fix. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter. It matters, but it doesn't matter enough to continue. The announcement came in response to a student-led petition calling for Thomas to be fired. Do you know how depressing that is? The brainwashed left-wing young leading all of these demonstrations and... Wow, I had a sense of it, of what we were producing. I told you, this was a... It's very rare that stuff stays in my mind, and I have very, very powerful shock absorbers. It's a gift from God or nature. But I spoke to about 200 high school kids two weeks ago in a program that I had been speaking to for the better part of 20 years. And they basically loathed me. I said America was not racist, and other ideas like that. And they, 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 they loathed me to the point where I was uh, I, there was no applause when I left, even even polite. I was removed fifteen minutes before the end of the hour. That was allotted to me and I don't take any of this personally it doesn't bother me for me it bothers me for America we are producing some very very angry unhappy bitter America hating kids freedom hating kids like a George Washington a petition to call for Clarence Thomas to be fired one of the most brilliant legal minds of the last hundred years because they don't like his opinion. They signed a petition. I'd love to know how many I would. Well, let me see. Maybe I can see how. Maybe petition has a URL connected. And here we go. Remove, here it is, from change.org, a fascist left wing organization. Remove Clarence Thomas from teaching at George Washington. They, they really come out with it. Change.org. That reminds me of a theological point I'd like to share with you because I think theologically. And my producer, who is here in Nashville, Tennessee with me, will we have a huge program at Daily Wire tonight. Right? 3,000 people expected. Anyway, you will like this. So in my... Commentary on the Bible, on the first five books, the Torah, the Rational Bible. So two out of the five volumes are out. You can pre-order Deuteronomy. It's coming out. The third of my five volumes is coming out in October. And in Exodus and Deuteronomy are the Ten Commandments. And where it says, do not have other gods, I have a listing of modern gods that people worship when they don't worship God. Everybody worships a God. Everybody. There is no atheist. It may not be the God of the Bible, so it'll be a God with a small g. And do you know what I did not list, my dear producer? I did not list a definite God. And this reminds me of it. Change. Change is a God of modern man. People even say it. They believe in change. And those of us who are conservative, we are heretics. We don't believe, they think, in change. No, we believe in change when it is morally good. Change.org is a left-wing organization that believes in change for change's sake, for the sake this of This is chaos. what
0: change looks like.
1: That's right. Remember that? Change. That was his whole motto, change. What was it? Hope and change? Was that his thing? And I remember saying, what is he talking about? Hope and change? What is he talking about? Change.org, an organization dedicated to the eradication of freedom. Now, how but it doesn't say how many are assigned the petition. It just says it's on change.org. Too bad. With the recent Supreme Court decision that has stripped the right of to bodily autonomy of people with wombs. People with wombs. You get that? I love it. The Jewish Telegraphic Agency said people who give birth in one in its in its commentary. This is how it has seeped into the culture that men give birth. Virtually every Jewish organization has become woke. I say this as a Jew, I feel toward American Jewish organizations as a general rule. There are exceptions, of course, as many traditional Catholics do to the Pope and the bishops. As I have said on a, a, a number of occasions, I don't care what religion you're a member of, as long as you're ashamed of it. It's a bitter statement, but it's fun. Got a lot of truth to it. And salavi, vie. So we fight. I can handle bad news. People with wombs. Oh, that's so awesome. And with his explicit intention to further strip the rights of queer people and remove the ability for people to practice safe sex without fear of pregnancy, it is evident that the employment of Clarence Thomas at George Washington University is completely unacceptable. Okay, anyway, uh, that is what it is. That's the level of discourse I expect from change.org. Anyway, George Washington has, uh, has rejected it outright. We have uh, academic freedom for our professors. Have a nice day. That was basically their message. just wanted to share with you good news from the university. Uh, I'm sure that GW is as woke as all the others, but in this regard, I'm very happy to give credit. Another university story that has nothing to do with universities, but it, it emanates from a university, Jerusalem Post, Yeshiva University is now obligated to host LGBTQ plus club on campus. So Yeshiva University is an Orthodox Jewish institution and Orthodox Judaism, traditional Judaism, has always affirmed the male female ideal. It's just it's it's part it, it is it is baked in to the To the Torah and to Judaism. Why is it obligated to violate its religious principles when religious principles are supposedly honored in our society? This is one of the most obvious and important lessons you can learn. Or realize about society. I will explain upon return. The Dennis Prager Show. So I'm reading to you a story which tells you everything you need to know about the issue of government and the price people pay for taking money from the state. Yeshiva University is a, an Orthodox Jewish institution in New York City. And they, the, New York's, the New York County Supreme Court ruled that it must grant recognition despite its Torah-based, its motto is Torah Umada, Torah and Science, it is required to grant recognition to its LGBTQ plus club, the YU, Yeshiva University, Pride Alliance. Judge Lynn Kotler ruled on Tuesday that YU, as a non-religious organization, is subject to the New York City Human Rights Law. Directed it to immediately grant Plaintiff YU Pride Alliance the full equal accommodations, advantages, facilities, and privileges afforded to all other student groups at Yeshiva University. In the decision, the judge determined that Yeshiva University is not a religious corporation and therefore cannot ban a certain group because of its Jewish faith. Okay, so this... uh, Anyway, why you said... Uh, the court's ruling violates the religious liberty upon which this country was founded. The decision permits courts to interfere in the internal affairs of religious schools, hospitals, and other charitable organizations. Any ruling that yeshiva is not religious is obviously wrong. Why you said in response to the ruling. In 2020, Yeshiva University wrote a paper titled Fostering an Inclusive Community on the Issue of LGBTQ People and Its Institution. Quote, Yeshiva University is wholly committed to and guided by Halacha, Jewish law, and Torah values. These direct our every effort in establishing a caring campus community that is supportive of all its members. But it doesn't mean that we have to recognize a, an LGBTQ uh, group. While we love and care for our students, who are all, each and every one, created in God's image, we firmly disagree with today's ruling and will immediately appeal the decision. Okay. What was the argument? It gets money from the government. The government could tell it what to do. This is the deal, the Mephistophelian deal. Mephistopheles, term for the devil. This is the Mephistopheles-like deal that countries make with their citizens. We will give you—is that mine? Oh, yeah, look at that. I can't believe it. Hmm. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, anyway, that is the, uh, the Mephistopheles-like deal that is made with, uh, by states with their governments, with their citizens. We will give you the following for free, or so you think, but there is nothing free. Milton Friedman's great insight. There are no free lunches. There's no free anything. The, tell me what is free. What, what in life do you get from others and there, there is nothing whatsoever attached? I can't think of anything. Maybe, maybe a mother's love for a baby I don't know. She loves the baby, and she gives, uh, gives, gives it. But the, as everybody knows, parental law very often comes with a, uh, with a sort of price. That I expect you to to act in a certain way, which is perfectly uh, acceptable, by the way. But in in general, in life, especially from the state. You now know this, the reason the left wins. You know in Colombia, a radical leftist was just elected uh, president of Colombia? I mean radical. The guy was one of the terror leftist uh, group in, in Colombia, who the, the, uh, groups that murdered civilians with abandon. And he is now the president because he promised people more goods and that's why Chavez won in in uh, in Venezuela. That is why the left wins everywhere on earth. We will give you more. That's why unions love the left. They get all these things from the left. They get power, they get money, they get prestige. That is why the founders of America did not set up the United States to be a democracy. They set it up to be a republic. They made that clear. The United States Senate is as undemocratic an institution by definition as you can imagine. States with with a tiny number of people like Wyoming have as many senators as states with 50 million people like California. It's not democracy. They didn't want democracy. They didn't want the majority rules, the majority rules, the majority rules. It invites corruption. This thing with why you, with Yeshiva University, is the perfect example. You get money from the state. We can tell you what the hell you teach, whom you teach to, what clubs you must recognize. Keep your Torah and shove it, baby. We are the state. Torah Shmora. Right? That's the way it works. Could, could apply it anywhere you want. Bible Shmible. Gospel Shmospel. None of that matters. The state Uber Alice, and the moment it gives more money to more people, the state grows that much more. It's tough to imagine any place where the left will not eventually prevail at some point. The Dennis Prager Show. The lesson that I am imparting this hour. Is as big as any you can have or learn or inculcate into your thinking. Taking things from the gov- taking free things from the government inevitably inevitably means must happen. There is no possible way it won't happen. You will be controlled in some way by the state if you take its money. And that is the biggest reason the left wants you to take money from the government. Many, even on the left, believe sincerely, we're just helping people. We're making sure that schools cannot discriminate against anybody for any reason by making sure that they, if they take money from us, they will have to have an LGBTQ association. They will have to have a non-gendered bathroom, whatever it might, whatever it might be, or even allow transgender females, that is biological males who identify as female, to compete in women's sports. You take our money, you follow our rules. It is true in every country on earth, the more the state gives you, the more it takes from you. The human being does not ache to be independent. The human being does not ache to be free. The human being aches to be taken care of. You know who else or who among human beings most aches to be taken care of? Children. There is an infantile element to leftism, to Marxism, to progressivism, of It is a completely infantile desire. I want to remain a child. That's why there are safe spaces at colleges. You hurt my feelings. Yes, I'm 20 years old, but if somebody comes to campus with whom I differ, my feelings are hurt. I will learn to have my feelings hurt by, if I'm a female, hearing a joke with a sexual innuendo. That will hurt my feelings. And I will report you. I might even go to a safe space. Therefore, a man shall leave his mother and father and cling to and cling into his wife. Genesis. Become independent. You grow up. Marriage makes you grow up in most cases. A vast number of the biggest activists are single females, and marriage would have made them grow up. That's what's involved in all of this. I want to be independent. I want to grow up. So I won't be a progressive. Dennis Prager here. See you tomorrow. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, Every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com.